welcome to another episode of Solid Steps Radio. My name is Chad Russell. That is Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries. How you doing today, Kurt? Chad, I'm doing awesome, and it's great to see you. Yeah, thanks, man. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's a great new day, and it is that. And if you're just joining us, if you're just listening accidentally, thank you. We appreciate you listening, whether you're accidental or intentional. But this is Solid Steps Radio, and if you've never heard of us, this is a show for men by men, talking about man stuff. Uh, marriage and raising kids and being a good friend, a good neighbor, all these things in life, just practical things that we want to talk about. And I, the way I like to, I've heard John Eldred say this about his ministry. He says, you know, every man has a toolbox. Mine is a pitiful toolbox. I'll tell you, there's a hammer, a couple <laughs> screwdrivers, some tape. And a, and a steak knife. Not a lot. <laughs> but every man's got a toolbox in his life. And we just want to be a tool in your toolbox of life, of walking through life. And maybe you can listen to us every now and then and pick up something and say, you know what? I'm better off than before I was listening. So, and we, the name Solid Steps did not come out by accident. Solid Steps is we want you to walk with God. We believe here at this uh, station and with Further Step Ministries that you were made and intended to walk with God, there be in relationship yep. with him. And we want you to take solid steps and just help you do that walk. So, you know, the Bible says that uh, every day we need encouragement. Mm-hmm. And in fact, we're supposed to encourage each other every day, they, you know? So, yep. you, so the, 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 the part that we want to play is how can we be an encouragement to you? How can we help you and challenge you and bless you? Yeah. So. And, and these next two weeks, I'm just going to go and preface this right now, folks, this is going to be a and I want to say an R-rated show, we're going to be talking about X-rated things today. And so if you have small children or children who are not of age, you might want to listen in on our podcast later on. We always post these on our podcast on Monday mornings on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Solid Steps Radio, or you can go to soundcloud.com and type in Solid Steps Radio. Okay, so we're talking about X-rated topic today, all right? I, I shared this story with you yesterday, Kurt, yep. uh, and, and, and I wonder how many men can have a story that is similar to this. I remember the day as clear as, as just like it was yesterday. I think I was in fourth grade, and I was riding on my bike down Burrell Drive. I could just see the day. I don't know why. Well, I do know why. You'll know when you hear this. And I'm riding my bike down the road, and I'm headed to a friend of mine's house. And I see my friend's house in the distance, right? And as soon as I see the house, I realize I see him in the doorway. And he is looking for me because he knows I'm coming over. And as soon as he lays eyes on me, he is like frantically like waving me in, like, come on, come on, come on. And I'm like, okay, what? So I'm riding my bike and I get in, you know, up and I walk up to his front door and he says, come on. And I don't even know what, you know, okay. So I'm walking through his house. And, and you're then, thinking, you're thinking he's got a game. I have play. no idea. I really had no idea, but I'm walking through his house and all of a sudden we walk through his room and we turn the corner and we are in his parents' bedroom. And I immediately go, I am not supposed to be here. Like, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I just knew I was not supposed to be here. He walks over to a drawer, he pulls out something, he opens it up and he puts it in front of my face and he goes, look at this. And I had never in my life seen anything like what I saw. Mm. But I knew I was not supposed to be looking at it. Mm. I knew I was not supposed to see this. I'm a four, fourth grade, I don't know how old I was, eight, nine, 10 years old. And I knew instinctively this is not supposed to be something I'm looking at. It, mm. was, it was hardcore pornography for the very mm. first time. Mm. Now, fast forward years later, I got an opportunity to baptize that guy, which is a whole other wow. story and an awesome story. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is that is how, how many boys or men have run across pornography or seen sex in that way in their life. 
depicted. And and so, uh, listeners, today we've got a uh, you know, I, I call this guy an expert because uh, <laughs> I, I, I and you're gonna love you're gonna love this guy because he is uh, he is fun loving and he is all about the love of Christ. <laughs> And uh, he's so got, he's uh, got cool hair and he's got great <laughs> hair. I mean, I have no hair. I am so follically challenged. And this guy has just got loads of hair. <laughs> uh, Jake Kissick, it's awesome to have you today. Thank you, Kurt. It's, thank you. It's uh, you know, I remember the first time I met you and uh, you 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 went to school at Moody Bible Institute and my daughter and my son-in-law you yep. know uh, you met them up there in Chicago yeah, I did and uh, and then you you know you were in our in Olivia's wedding and uh, it has just been an absolute delight to know you and uh, so we're gonna we're, we're, you, you uh, you've got some experience and some expertise in this yeah this whole area so um, tell us a little bit about yourself brother yeah, well, that's the truth. I got to uh, meet Kurt a couple years back, and it has been a roller coaster ever since. Every time I've come, he's uh, had some really fun projects for me to do, even around the house, lighting stuff on fire, even when he's gone that he don't know about. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, it's a fun, it's a really fun time. Yeah, I grew up in the rolling hills of wonderful Wyoming, and uh, it is the place where the buffalo still do roam, folks. Uh, go check it out. <laughs> is that one of those places days. that there are more cattle than there are people, or is that another state? Well, let me just tell you this. We got about 800 head of cows on my ranch, and uh, there are a bunch of others that got far more. Yes, there are more livestock and antelope, actually. Is that right? Wow. <laughs> than people. Than people. Man, yeah. interesting. 550,000 ain't that many, so... I come from Wyoming. I grew up on a uh, beautiful little spread of land, 3,000 acres, uh, in the northeastern corner of Wyoming. Grew up with uh, two brothers, one older, one younger, and uh, mom and a dad that are still married out there, still living on the rolling hills. So <laughs> Nice. Uh, coming right on out here to Louisville, it sure is a ton of fun. <laughs> 3,000 acres to, to the Ville, right? Yeah, right here in our backyard. I don't think know? we even have 3,000 acres in Louisville. Is that even cover Louisville? <laughs> I wouldn't even know. <laughs> uh, so, Jake, we're going to talk, you know, Chad uh, shared in, in this opening uh, remarks about uh, his, his first introduction to pornography and uh, you you have a little bit of a story. Uh, yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah, my so my story goes all the way back to the ranch, and I was a uh, little boy, probably about 13 years old. I was sitting reading the Sunday comics, as I always love to do, and as I was pulling out the comics, something else dropped to the floor, and it was a JCPenney's ad, and it fell right open to the bra section, which I'd never seen before. And, and you're, you're how old now? I was 13. 13. Yep, 13 years old. And that was the first time that I was really, uh, that I had that, as Chad was saying, like there's a, there's something that happened. I was like, I'm not supposed to be looking at this, but there's both fear and curiosity that washed over me and I was alone and I was at home. And as I sat there, I said, I know I'm not supposed to be looking at this. So I immediately shut it. And then a few moments later, curiosity just continued to build to the point I went back and I was like, I, w I want to see more. And I was curious to see more. These were things I'd never seen before. So I began looking and that was the doorknob that opened a door into an addiction to pornography 
that continued to lead me darker and darker and deeper and deeper into an addiction that was that remained like it was at the beginning. I was continually curious and always isolated. And so that that story that started that day began to continue all the way up until I was it wasn't just pornography once a month or once every couple weeks or once a week. It was sometimes multiple times a day that I was looking at pornography. And for hours at a time, even throughout high school and junior high, um, it was the peak of the addiction, but the addiction did not subside um, as I remained in secrecy. And that was the thing that kept me captive, is I wouldn't tell anybody. It was a half decade before I told the first person that was one of my really good friends that I'd grown up with that I was looking at pornography. And it was always something that was... Uh, I thought I was the only one and I thought I was alone. And so in the midst of that, I wanted to go to um, Moody Bible Institute and it carries me to it carries me all the way over to um, getting into Moody and I was honest on they, they asked what addictions that were present in the life of the applicant for Moody. and I was honest on there and I ended up talking to people about it when I got into Moody. But uh, it wasn't until I finally got into my master's degree that I began to really auger in to that part of my heart Mm. and where I really started to say, man, this is something. Yeah. okay, now it's not once a once every day or even once every week or barely once a month. But there's still something that's broken inside of me that needs transformed. So, Jake, how old were you when you first shared this with another guy um i was six i was uh i was about 17 years old so for so about several years several years i I mean you know and we're gonna unpack this as we continue to go on but there's the power of secrecy yes and the power that the enemy does not want us yes to talk about this with anyone else no and if he can keep you in the secret um, places and in the dark places, that's exact isolated and alone. That is the birthplace of brokenness and where sin is more is stronger than any isolated individual. And that's where I remained. And he he wants us to think that we're the only ones that are struggling yes. with this issue. Yep. Or looking at the things that we're looking at. Yes. And yes. and. Th- and that is so not true because you, yeah. as we're going to unpack this, but yeah. just how many guys in our culture struggle with the very thing that you struggled with? Yeah. And that was that was something I was very curious. What does it actually look like? Once I came out and started to get droves of men saying, this is what has happened in my life. These are This is my story. I was like, what are the statistics behind this? I see these men in the church going into full-time ministry and as well in ministry who are saying, I'm addicted to pornography. And I said, I want to do something and I really want to see what it's what it is like in the church. So I decided to go into my master's degree and get my master's degree from Moody Bible Institute in pornography and the church. Wow. I'll tell you what, for those listening, we're going to take two weeks to talk about this. It's such an important topic. So we're, you know, this is the beginning of a first segment of of two weeks worth of having Jake talking about this. So we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and talk more about this uh, thing that most people in the world will say, eh, you know, 
it's not that big of a deal. But if you're, if you somebody says, yeah, I don't follow God, I don't really believe in all that stuff, we're going to try to sell you over the next few segments that pornography is a cancer for your insides. Whether you're a Christian or not. Regardless. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a poison. So we're going to take a break on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our next segment on Solid Steps Radio. We are talking to Jake Kissick. Is that right, Jake? That's right. See? You got it. Yeah. Thanks, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking to Jake today about uh, a, a topic. Again, this is a warning to parents. We're talking about pornography today. And we're going to talk about pornography for the next two weeks. And if you're just catching, flipping on the radio and you're thinking, oh, you know, pornography, it's not a big deal. We firmly believe this is a cancer in around the world and for people that in I, we gave this example yesterday. Kurt and I were talking. If I had a, a family in front of me and I walked up to them, I said, I have a pornography magazine mm-hmm. and I'm going to hand it to your little boy or girl. What would the parents do? They would. They would physically attack me, stop me. <laughs> yeah. They would say, no, I don't want my kids seeing that. And regardless of whether they believe in God, absolutely, regardless of what they believe. And if I went to a, a couple and I went up to the husband and I said, I'm going to give you this porn magazine and the wife was standing there, what would she say? She'd hit you. She would stop yeah, me and say, would. don't. So why would people do that? Because they know this stuff is bad. This, this stuff is, is incredibly addictive. And uh, Jake, talk about that. Talk about how pornography is so addictive and what it actually does to us yeah physically yeah the there has been more research done on pornography than in the last in the last few years than ever before in history and of all the research that has ever been done so far not one study not one scientifically validated and verified study has been done that proves one health benefit for pornography not one time so to me, that's that is a, a a bottom line statement. If science cannot prove that there is any benefit for it, what are the detriments of it? And so, as we've been looking at numerous, <laughs> numerous right now, they're just counting and beginning to auger into a few, and it is baffling how many health benefit, uh, how many health detriments there are to pornography and of course you get cosmopolitan everybody's shopping in their local uh, albertsons and they see hey guess what use these things to spice up your sex life and pornography is in there multiple times cosmopolitan magazine is put on the front like hey you can use pornography to spice up your sex life well of course it does give more ideas but what it what is not known is that that will be the detriment of the intimacy of the marriage because it will be it, it trains you it conditions the mind to objectify and use rather than actually to connect and be with someone for the sake of intimacy and so science is backing that up right now and the problem the problem that we're coming across right now just some just some statistics on where are we at where is culture actually at in the midst of addiction to pornography. Well, pornography's uh, a little bit uh, to define pornography. Uh, the Barna study group has said we wanted to go out. They did a two hundred fifty thousand um, dollar research, the biggest research and study ever done in history on the effects of pornography in our culture today. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But it is important to know when we're talking about pornography. How do people actually define pornography today? And 70% of teens and young adults say arousal is what makes something pornography. 
And so as we're talking about pornography, that's the definition that we're going to use. And 57% of young adults seek pornography at least once a month, right? At least once a month. So the majority of young adults and teens are looking and seeking out, not coming across it, but seeking it out um, once a month. Pursuing it. Pursuing it, intentionally pursuing it. And 51% of Americans seek out porn at least occasionally. So now it is no longer the minority of people who are looking at it intentionally. It is now the majority and the numbers are climbing. And say that 49%, just a little bit lower, of young adults say all or most of their friends use pornography regularly. What does regular pornography use do to the mind? Well, and describe that. Right. The, the mind is literally changed. They've done a lot of research on teenagers because the teenage mind is re- is wiring and is continually looking for, the mind is something that is continually looking for, what am I going to use my brain power? Why am I going to wire in such a certain, in, in a certain way? Because the brain has limited resources. And so it's always looking for what, what is the, what am I going to need? What am I looking for? And so pornography, when exposed at a young age, when the brain is developing, the brain actually wires neurons. There's the dopamine in the mind. Dopamine is a reward system inside the mind. Okay. And, and dopamine is the good feeling sensation that um, when, is, when you look at pornography and when you have sexual contact with another person, when you experience sexuality and when you experience uh, fatty foods, both of those release dopamine in the mind of the individual, and oh, you said fatty foods. Fatty foods, yeah. yeah. Those two so things. like potato chips and uh, French fries <laughs> and your Big Mac that you really wanted for your afternoon snack. I knew that there was a reason why they tasted so good. <laughs> You're just sitting there getting a dopamine rush, and dopamine is the body's uh, natural motivation and reward drug for that surges before and after. Um, a pleasurable activity to make the person want to repeat that activity. And so as you look at pornography, of course, you're going to feel that dopamine rush and it is going to motivate you to can actually continue down that path. Your body doesn't know that it's bad. It is the brain is simply wiring and being wired in such a way that it says, that's a good feeling. I'm going to go for it. Think about that within fatty foods. We know that fatty foods feel good and you get the dopamine release and you continue to do it and it's really bad for you. Your doctor's saying, yo, you, stop, you, stop you eating the stop. french fries. You gotta stop. <laughs> and you continue to do it. And the thing that's, of course, different between fatty foods and uh, pornography is that once the brain is, re- is wired in such a certain way, it, that takes time but it takes far longer of amount of time to rewire the body in the way of a pornography addiction because those dopamine uh, those dopamine pathways are incredibly powerful and incredibly strong incredibly strong because as you look at pornography more and more and more over time what ends up happening is these neural pathways are created and solidified to where that there's a now a demand for that dopamine rush and so in the mind of a teenager who has who has a brain that is the most moldable what ends up happening is they have what's called 
their their brain is most moldable at that time and looking to say, am I going to play football or am I going to look at pornography? Pornography is far easier and it gives a far greater rush in the mind. And so because of that, and it's far easier than it would be to win a national championship in football. No matter how good that feels, it is far easier and far um, more pleasurable to be able to look at pornography and in our world, in in the midst of the chemistry of the mind, the crazy thing about pornography is that it's unlike any other drug. If you don't hear one other thing from me in this entire uh, session, I want you to hear that porn is a drug. Pornography is a drug. And it is a drug that even they've done studies in rats where they hooked up a rat and they, they gave it the choice between food and a button that would release dopamine in the mind of a rat. And they wanted to see would would how powerful is dopamine? If do, if they if it could choose to eat food or have dopamine, what would it choose? It chose to push the button for dopamine to the point of its death. So, wow, that's incredible. So so they can they can choose the the, the rat can choose push this button and get dopamine or it can go and and get food to survive yes. to, to survive it's it would rather choose the dopamine and yes. get the rush get the 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 feel good to the point that he would die yes and it and dopamine is so powerful it can make you disregard your very survival instincts it literally drives you crazy and it can motivate you to do things that will disregard your very survival instincts. That's how powerful dopamine is, and that is why pornography addiction inside of the mind is something that is controlling. People do things that they wish that they never would have done. They're going to see things, participate in things, and do things that outside of a pornography addiction they never would have had opportunity to even know about. And and they would never go down that road, but it no. is so addictive. You, I, Jake, I've heard you say before that that it, it really is is as powerful as cocaine. Yes. Um, the addiction is so powerful. Yes. They you you, you want to stay away, but you can't. Yeah. Psychologist, there's a psychologist um, that I was that I was my mentor was talking to and he says I would rather work with heroin addicts than I would porn addicts because there is better success rate why why and I'm sitting there why would why is that true well pornography addiction is why it's so powerful is because pornography not only rewires the mind there's the dopamine that is so powerful to make you disregard your survival instincts but as well, it's affordable, it's accessible, and it's anonymous. And there's, and it, it's accessible to all. The phones have made that possible. It's totally affordable. There's more free porn now on the internet than ever before, and it's totally private. It's anonymous. And so, anyway, we we are at an epidemic um, in our culture today, and especially in the church. We need to take a break here. So we're going to take a break and we're going to continue our talk with Jake here in regards to pornography. And we're going to start talking about not we've been talking about some of the scientific aspects of pornography. We're going to start delving into in the next this week and next week's show, not only in the physical, but the, the in the stuff we don't see, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual applications 
uh, of what happens when we look at pornography. So we're going to take a break and come back here shortly. And we want to thank our sponsors, Carol Rogers Carpet One. And we want to thank Ellen and Credit Union, both of those folks, for stepping up to the plate and sponsoring the show. So thanks for listening to Solid Steps Radio.